is something that I'm super passionate about. And for me to think that there are friends, peers, community members, children who are going without such a necessity, it just, it breaks my heart. You're listening to the Better Stories podcast with Sam Lloyd, taking inspiration from our communities and people. Hello and welcome to the latest Better Stories podcast. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by a truly inspirational lady, which seems very apt considering earlier this week was International Women's Day. So it's a very warm welcome to Rizvana Poole, who's been the driving force behind such a worthwhile and fantastic initiative. I have been so looking forward to our chat. Welcome to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Good morning. Now, originally from Manchester, but now living in Chipping Norton, I gather. Yes, it's... um... It's unusual, but my husband, he's originally from Sirencester. And when we had our boys, um, he wanted to move back home and I thought I'd give it a whirl too. Do you enjoy the life there? I love it. I love it. It's so lovely. It's such a lovely community to live in. And we've got the countryside on our doorstep, which has just been amazing during these series of lockdowns to be able to be out in the countryside and to enjoy nature. Yeah, it's an absolutely stunning place to live in the UK. Now, you mentioned the community there. What you do for your community is so commendable. But during the global pandemic, we've all faced such tough times. So I'm absolutely intrigued to know how the idea for repurposing Chipping Norton Leisure Centre as the base for your brainchild, the Chippy Larder, came about. Tell me all about it. Okay, so um, food is something that I'm super passionate about. Anyway, I have been since I can remember. Um, I'm from an Asian family and food is such a big part of our lives. Uh, We talk about it, we think about it, we write about it, we dream about it. And for me to think that there are friends, peers, community members, children who are going without such a necessity, it just it breaks my heart and I just thought, this can't, I can't allow this to continue. And so when I first moved to Chipping Norton, I started a community lunch, Um, the Baptist church where we had a toddler group, they had a refurb and I saw their kitchen and I asked the minister, Joyce, if I could cook in her kitchen because cooking and eating together is such a nice way to get to know your community. So about four years ago, I started doing the community lunch where every month I would pick a theme, whether it's Mexican, Middle Eastern, Chinese, you know, Lancashire, where I'm from. And I would base a three course menu on that cuisine. And I would invite everybody from the community to come and eat together. It was on a voluntary basis. So if you could pay, we would ask you to leave a small donation. If you couldn't, there was no... um, requirement to do so and that's how I got to know my community and from that I got into researching food and waste food and you know just the problems in society with regards to the environment as well like my kids would come home from school and say mama what are you doing to help the environment and I thought well what we could do is we could stop all this food waste 
how could we how could we change that negative into a positive and then last february i got in touch with sophia which is a charity based in didcot and what they do is in partnership with fair share is they rescue this surplus food from supermarket distribution centers from farms from suppliers to restaurants and they make it available to their larders throughout the communities and i thought that's something that we need in chicken norton so i went to see them in their warehouse and then by march you know we were in the midst of this pandemic and we were in lockdown and i thought this is this is it this is the time to do this so i got in touch with sophia and they helped throughout the first lockdown which was 26 weeks and we distributed through the chipilada over 9000 boxes of food and fruit and veg oh my over goodness. those 26 weeks that's a staggering number Rizvana. staggering it feels now when i look back on it it feels overwhelming that how did we logistically how was that possible how did we make that happen and it was everyone in the community got together we had sophia who made us those deliveries two three four vans sometimes at a time we had the leisure center who stepped up and said we will be that distribution point we had the staff who were on furlough who said we're on furlough we're available let's help the community you know, the staff at the Leisure Centre, they know the people of Chippy Norton. Our children go there to learn how to swim. My boys went there to learn how to play football. I go there, you know, three, four, five times a week to use the gym or for fitness classes. So at every stage in life, you know, throughout Chippy Norton, you visit the Leisure Centre and you get to know the people who work there. And, you know, they're our friends. And for them to say, we have this centre, we're no longer using it come and use it what do you need and that was it they said how can we help and they did everything they can to help which was amazing to see these young men and women say what can we do to help our community so that was awesome well there's lots to discuss here because this is such a, an emotive subject the first thing I want to discuss with you when I think of Oxfordshire, when I think of Chipping Norton, you know, it's perceived very much as a wealthy area. So is food poverty a growing problem, would you say? Food poverty has always been a problem. I think we've chosen to ignore it. I don't think it's a problem specific to any community now, especially after the pandemic. It's something that we knew, we knew was there anyway. We knew that through the free school meal system we knew that if those children who were on free school meals whilst they're at school were not having them during the holidays that there was a you know there was a disparity there there's something going on there but we chose to ignore it i wouldn't say it's specific to chipping norton or to oxfordshire it's nationwide there are pockets of food vulnerability and we're aware of it. We're aware of it when we you know, go to take our kids to school. We're aware of it when we hear it on the news. I just think this pandemic has highlighted it and all the work that Marcus Rashford has done to bring it to the forefront of people's minds. Um, yeah, Oxfordshire, I think a lot of people think of Oxfordshire as affluent. And it is, you know, there's lots of people who are doing financially who are doing very well here. But there are also people who are struggling. And to have this tons and it's hundreds of thousands of tons of food that are wasted not because it's out of date not because there's anything wrong with it but 
you know, it might be a promotion that's ended, it might be surplus stock. And to see that food go to waste and there are people who are hungry, it just baffles me. I know how passionate you are about your community and I think it's a really interesting point that you made very early on in our chat about food brings a community together, be it a family, friends, it's very social, but it's important that element as well, that interaction, as you alluded to when you first started many years ago, creating these lunches for the community. That's something very, very special indeed, isn't it? It's a sense of kind of unity. It is. Um, when people sit down and eat together, or when we talk about food, we're all at the same level. We all enjoy it. We all need it. We all feel like, you know, we want to feel part of something together. So it's it's a leveller. Food is a leveller. Now, it's for me, what I want with the chippy larder is, yes, to offer people this surplus food. That's one element of it. But the chippy larder is so much more than that. Now, we provide that interaction like you said so when during the first lockdown when people would come to pick up their box of food and their fruit and veg they would say to me you're the only person i get to speak to all week when i come out to see you so people would yeah yeah, so people would come for the food and perhaps they might not even need the food what they needed was that interaction with another person you know people will come for the food and whilst we're chatting they will tell me what their real problems are. I'm struggling with something. Would you know, or could you help me with this? And that comes out after, you know, the continued interaction, week after week, getting to know them, getting to chat to them, sharing with them their highs, their lows. Oh, what's going on with this? Oh, I heard you went there. So I think for me, that's been quite an eye opener. Whereas I thought I was helping my community have access to food, good quality nutritional food, what it was, it's brought out that there's actually another need, there's that emotional, there's a mental need as well, that needs fulfilling. And that's, you know, that will come out as we come out of this lockdown as well. Yeah, it's that connection, isn't it? And uh, COVID has been an incredibly lonely place for a lot of people. And hopefully coming out of the global pandemic, it'll bring communities closer, would you say? I think it already has. I think we have, we've had to become reliant on each other. Whilst people were shielding or people were self-isolating, we've had to rely on neighbours, you know, who we perhaps wouldn't normally have spoken to. You know, people live next door to each other or across the road from each other for years and don't really get to know them. And this pandemic has opened up so many new relationships you know, friendships, we've got to learn from each other, we've got to rely on each other. And that's been amazing to see. You know, the relationship I've built with my community, you know, in such a short space of time, the people I've got to know, the help I've received, the offers I've received of help have been amazing. And these are people that I've lived in the same community with for over six, seven years. And I didn't get to speak to them and I didn't get to know them. And now people are wanting to help each other. Yeah, it's a brilliant story. I mean, obviously you had the vision. So just explain to me how it works then. How does the chippy larder work in terms of the system? So the chippy larder is uh, we offer assistance or we offer help with four things. So it's food, finance, fitness and futures. 
Now, in terms of the food, we host the Sophia Larder one day a week, uh, which is a subscription system. And that's all about empowering people. And people would sign up and they pay £3.50 a week. And they then have access to 10 items of ambient food as well as much fruit and veg as they like. And that's through our shop at the Guildhall in the centre of Chipping Norton. But we also offer from our local stores in Chipping Norton any food surplus that they have. So any bakery products, any fresh food, any veg. We also have our other shops now, Mr Sims Chocolate Shop. Throughout the pandemic, they have been donating any chocolate, sweets, treats, which has been amazing. I remember last year throughout Easter, Smiths gave us all of their Easter eggs. So oh, anything lovely. that was surplus, they give that to us. Oats, which is an independent shop, they provide us with toiletries and sanitary products. So it's about any surplus or any waste or anything that can help anybody in Chipping Norton and the surrounding areas, we make that available. And in terms of the finance, what we offer is if you need help, if you're struggling, if you would like anybody to speak to, come and speak to us and we can signpost you to people who can help. And um, in terms of, of the fitness, that came about through our relationship with Better Leisure and the Chipping Norton Leisure Centre and the team there, they could see that if people are struggling with food or financially, that health is something that they could help with, that's something that they could bring about. And they've offered discounted activities, discounted memberships, and just to offer support or what they hope to do in the future is to offer classes, to get people moving, to get people when we are able to, to get together and feel part of something as well. And in terms of the futures, what we want to do is we want to help young people as well. So we want to help them in every aspect of life, whether that's training, whether that's upskilling, whether we want them to help with the larder as a charity and to help make them feel part of the community. Throughout the pandemic, young people have come to me and said, how can we help? And we've had a lot of help from young people and they thrive feeling part of the community and feeling like they're wanted and needed. So there's lots of things that the Lada can do. But when you set out with this vision, could you, can you quite believe how much it's grown and developed? Because it's really quite phenomenal what you've achieved over the last 12 months, which is a relatively short period of time. Yeah, I think it is. When I look back on it, I think, oh, gosh, did we do that? And it was just an idea. It's an idea that I had, and I thought, will people want to be part of it? Will people believe in it? Will people feel that there's value to it? And I think the, the thing about the Tipi Larda is that it's for the community and it's by the community. I'm a member of the Larda, and it's everybody feels like they add value to the Larda and they take some value from the Larda. And that's what the brilliant thing about the larder is everybody's part of it. Anybody who offers to donate something to us, they're you know, part of the larder team. It's all about our community and it's about elevating the whole community. And going forward, we will grow and people will look to Chippy Norton and say, this is how you strengthen a community. This is how you elevate a community. This is how you look after a community this is how everybody works together and makes something positive happen and makes change happen 
You mentioned the collaboration with Better because I know you've worked very closely with John Busby, who's the partnership manager for Better Leisure Centres in West Oxfordshire. But isn't it interesting how a leisure facility is really the hub of any town? It's amazing. I mean, we always knew that. It was the obvious choice. It was. It was a. It was a beautiful facility. You know, with these engaged young people who genuinely cared about their community. They cared about the children. They cared about the older people. When I would go to use the gym, you know, the instructors there, you know, they remembered me. It's such a small community, but they took the time to remember you and what you wanted and how you felt. And, you know your family and they talked to us as they were our friends and to have that facility available to us without question because that's when I asked if I could use the leisure centre they said it's for the community that's the point of the leisure centre it's an it's a facility for the community and we will do whatever we can and they have done John Busby has been amazing for him to come every week and make sure that we have everything we need and that it's able to take place. It's amazing. Even when we moved over to the Guildhall, which is where we hold our shop now, when we're not in lockdown, you know, the staff at the Leisure Centre come for a couple of hours and they help out, they help with the deliveries, they speak to the uh, members, they do everything that they can do. And it's just amazing to see. Yeah, it really is. I'm intrigued to know, Rizvana, what advice would you give to any of our listeners who are totally inspired by by your journey shall we say and are thinking maybe of setting up something similar in other communities across across the uk i would say just do it get yourself a, some like-minded individuals i think everybody what i've learned from this experience is everybody wants to help they've just perhaps unsure on how to do it so if there's anything that i could help them with always happy to help but also just do it everybody's just waiting for that one person to say shall we do this come on let's do it let's see what happens i'm a mom of two you know i stopped work when i had my kids and that became my identity that i was the mom and you know what i do has value it has real value as a parent but also i've got so many skills that i didn't realize i had and i have value in other ways as well so I think it's just believing in yourself that you can do it. And also, it's just such a fulfilling experience. It is, it's hard work, it's really hard work. It's emotionally draining sometimes, but it's so fulfilling. And the joy that you get from meeting your community, from making new friends, that's just, it's just amazing. That's what keeps me going. And when I see other people, when I see the joy it brings other people to help out, to help their community and to feel valued in perhaps a completely different role to what they're used to, that's what's just, it's amazing. You, you mentioned there that you, you've learnt you've got other skills. You, so what have you learnt about yourself during this journey? I think that my tenacity has, um, has really surprised me. And sometimes we get so used to negativity and you know that we accept it without question. And with the chippy larder, every time I've asked for something or queried something and I've heard no, then my answer has always been, tell me 
how we can do it then. Tell me how we can do it. But it needs somebody like you, doesn't it, to do that, that you won't accept no and you will always look for other avenues to make it happen. I think that's testament to you as a character. I think it's it's just if you feel passionately enough about something. But also, I've had the support of everybody around me. When I went to, it was Will James at Chicken Norton Leisure Centre, who was the general manager there. And I asked him and I said, Will, I've got an idea. It's about food surplus and making it available to people in our community. Can I use the leisure centre as a base? And he said, yes. So it was that, it was him believing that this was something that was possible, that was going to help. And then when John Busby got on board and said, what do you need? And that was it. It was having that support. It was having everybody who signed up for the larder who said, yes, we believe in you and what you and your vision. So it wasn't, it's not just me. I have a hundred ideas. It was the people who make it possible. And it was the Better Leisure team. It was John Busby. It was the people in my community who said, yes, come on, we'll support you in this. You know, we're all in this tough place together. We, we don't know how this will turn out, but we're going to support you in this. That's what makes it possible. And that's what drives you then as well. Mm. So you say you've got 100 ideas. So I'm intrigued to know what the plans for the future of Chippy Larder are then. Oh, my gosh, there's loads. I'm glad you asked me that. <laughs> I can hear the paper there. You've obviously yes. got a bit of a plan. <laughs> it's, it's a big plan. And one of my next things that I'm starting now is something called the local And again, it's going back to food. And what I want to do is go back to basics with cooking and prep and just take away the fear of cooking from scratch. So I hope to do like a group cooking session where we give people a box of ingredients all measured out with spices and a recipe card. Also, I want to do something called the chicky larder. So... One of our supporters is Bruin Farm, and they've offered to house some chickens for us. So, so we'll buy some chickens, oh, and they'll run around the farm, and the eggs that we get from those chickens will be available at the Chippy Larder, but also we'll allow people to perhaps adopt a chicken for us as well. Also, Bruin Farm have um, given us half an acre of land where we can grow our own uh, vegetables and fruits. And so we're hoping that larder members can come and they can you know, learn the whole process of farming land and growing this food and harvesting. We also want to do some jobs fairs because I think something that's come out of this pandemic is you know, the need for jobs and retraining and upskilling. And we want to make that available, especially in rural areas like Chippen Norton. It's difficult, but also offer young people the charity work experience as well so there's lots to do and wow, I'm, just, I, I'm so excited I'm exhausted by that list <laughs> wow I mean it's phenomenal when you said there's a hundred things to think about the list is endless you don't stop thinking you are so innovative Rizvana and what I love about you is that you think about every, shall we say, group within the community. No one's missed out. You in, try to engage and unify your community 
of 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 all ages or backgrounds which is really really testament to you and the team it's a phenomenal story that's such a lovely thing to say but again it is everybody around it who makes it possible it's easy to have an idea it takes the people and it takes dedication for it to actually come to fruition and that's what everybody around me has done i think i'm i'm a f it's easy to be excited about something but everybody else makes it happen and which is just amazing i'm so grateful super grateful well i want to describe you in one word and that is inspirational it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. I wish you all the best for the future. So thank you so much for joining me on Better Stories. Thank you. Better is the charitable social enterprise that operates leisure centres, gyms, swimming pools and libraries across the UK. For more information, visit www.better.org.uk or download the Better app. Better Stories, taking inspiration from our communities and people.